Welcome, everybody. Pastor Eli James here in Illinois and Pastor Martins in South Africa. We have another episode. We're going to continue the subject we were talking about last week, namely the <laughs> the unbelievable corruption in the country of South Africa and how the Cape Dutch Afrikaners and the Rothschilds and Bill Gates, Bill Gates involved in it this time. So uh, we're going to continue with that subject. But also, uh, fresh off another appearance on Caravan to Midnight last Thursday, which, in which I was able to, you know, finger the Jews as the real culprits behind everything that's evil in the, in the, in the world today and of course in the scriptures. We were talking about the uh, royal family and how the Jews have been doing everything possibly possible to disrupt and uh, pollute the blood of of the Davidic bloodline. Uh, and uh, Queen Elizabeth II would be the last pure-blooded one. I know those people question her bloodline too, but certainly Prince Philip and his offspring, Prince Charles II, uh, I'm sorry, the third, would be of a polluted bloodline and but he doesn't actually get crowned for in another year. So maybe something good will happen along those lines. So good good evening to you. Pastor Martins, how are you doing? Good evening, Pastor Eli. I'm very well, thank you. I am getting a bit of feedback, but uh, I will continue. Yes, um, an excellent day um, where we are in the southern uh, areas of uh, uh, the, the continent and a beautiful summer's day we had. Um, I was about to tell you earlier um, to send you the message that it seems as if our rolling blackouts have um, passed, that they had come and gone. And then about well, past four this afternoon, we heard that um, rolling blackouts have started again and we could find ourselves with our Without power, power. Mm-hmm. Um, any minute. Okay. Ever, however, the network seems to be holding for the moment, at least, and also yeah. I have a backup battery that will see me through on at least uh, the rest of the evening on uh, the cell phone. Okay. But very oh, well, all thanks, right. Pastor. Uh, very good. Uh, yeah, uh, they they also make up backup batteries for. Well, I don't know if you have a laptop. 
because uh, it should, your laptop should hold it if uh, you know, the signal, uh, if the power goes down, right? But uh, yeah, so if we need to, we can reconnect on uh, by cell phone. Okay, so so uh, and last yeah. week we were talking about Ramaphosa and Bill Gates and the various uh, corrupt officials uh, in your country. There was a list of 20 items, and let me just back up. We got to number, yeah, can you hear me? Hello? Okay, seems like... uh, Uh, Yes, I can hear you now again. There was an interruption. Okay, There was an interruption, but I can hear you again. Okay, very good. So, uh, Bill Gates gave 2 billion rand in grants to Wits Health Consortium to date, I know we talked about this briefly last time, but maybe you can apprise our listening audience of what is the Wits Health Consortium. Is that like the uh, uh, CDC here in America? Uh, Pastor, it is associated with the uh, Wits University. Uh, the actual name is the Witwatersrand University. Of course, that was a university that was started. Uh, during the time that the Boers still had the two republics. And, of course, the university was for the purpose of um, uh, training and providing training for the Boers' children. However, right. that was um, also, of course, um, hijacked by the Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaners, and it had become a, um, the center of communist uh, propaganda in South Africa over the past perhaps wow. 112 years right? since Jan Smuts and Louis Boota took on college. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I was just looking up, doing some research on the uh, you know, the aftermath of the First World War and the, uh, the treaty, the Paris Peace Treaty, where, as you informed us, that Jan Smuts was very much prominent in in the negotiations of the Paris Peace Conference, I had no idea that he was that prominent among them. But I remember yeah. Woodrow Wilson uh, offered his 14 points, and one of those was that all ethnic uh, minorities should be allowed to have their uh, independence. Okay? And so what happened to the South Africans? <laughs> well, the whole agenda of the Edomites was that the Boers would never have the independence again. In fact, uh, if I uh, can go back to uh, the whole purpose of establishing a military might of over half a million against only 42,000, I was under the impression that it was 47,000 Boers on commando against Uh more than half a million of British Empire. But there are certain other things as well. In, in fact, some of the um, um, sources that I have actually uh, found in the past few weeks uh, state that there was more than 60,000 houses uh, and uh, farmsteads that were burnt and, uh, well, ransacked and burnt um, during the Second uh, Anglo-Boer War. Uh-huh. But what people don't realize is is that all the um, so-called Union of South Africa, now if there's something which uh, ESO's uh, descendants are very great at, that is to uh, form United 
states right. uh, and unions and because of the universalistic nature right. um, what we see is uh, just a repeat of the Tower of Babel in every, um, on every occasion but uh, unification of South Africa Jan Smuts and Louis Boerta were the prime um, control officers of the military force of the British military in East Africa. Now, something that must be kept in mind is that with the signing of the Peace of Vereniging in 1902, on the 31st of May 1902, the Peace Treaty of Vereniging was signed. Many of the Boers did not want to accept the uh, crown or to be subjects of the crown. So what right. they did was they actually tracked through to what is today Kenya, to uh, East Africa. Uh-huh. And subsequent to the Second Anglo-Boer War, that was also, in fact, subsequent to the uh, Union of South Africa, they went and they waged the war for and on behalf of the British Empire. Uh-huh. And I am of the opinion, opinion that that was actually waged to go and wage the war against those bitter einders of the yeah. Boer folk. Right. Um, there's always an agenda. Uh-huh. So how how long did the two republics, I mean, for, for what length of time were the Boer people actually independent? <laughs> yeah. Uh, officially. Officially. Past, past the, yeah. Well, um, with the Treaty of Sand River, which was in uh, 1852, the Treaty of Sand River gave the uh, um, the the. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, we hear you. Well, gave the, gave the Boer Republic of Transvaal full self governance, and the um, uh, what they say, um, not just suzerainty, but uh, full. Um, um, independence. Sovereignty. Right, yeah. Full, Full independence. independence. Sovereignty. Yes. And then in, uh, in 1854, it was the Convention of Bloemfontein, which uh, gave the Orange Free State full uh, self-control and self-government and full okay. um, sovereignty. Okay. Now, that means that that the Boer republics were already recognized internationally as independent and self-governing uh, republics. Yes. But it was in 1902, with the signing of the peace treaty, that the Boer republics uh, had been decimated. Uh, all the infrastructure that the Boers had uh, built up, etc., over the years, was actually either bombed or burnt and the uh, peace treaty of Vereniging basically in that it would be a um, the, uh, the subjugation of publics to the British crown. That is what it intended. Right. But then they had the uh, 1908-99 convention, union convention in Durban. And it was, that whole convention was a major smokescreen um, a false flag, if you can say, right. for the Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaners to seize control of the Boers' grounds yes. on the basis of the fact 
or on the pretenses that they were governing it for and on behalf of the British Crown. But the whole thing was for the Boers to be subjugated to the Cape Dutch Afrikaners and right. the uh, Judeo-Christian Church, because that is what the final outcome yeah. was. The Boers were subjected to, in fact, <laughs> in fact they were uh, re- reduced to 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 um, uh, road builders and tunnel diggers and right. uh, working as laborers in the mines yeah, and ditch diggers, uh, right? Uh, yeah. uh, rock breakers and dam builders, right? And the only way in which the the Boers could apply, if they applied for a job, the only re- uh, way that they could apply for a job was for their application for a particular job to be accompanied by the local Dutch Reformed Ministers' um, letter of approval of letter of um, uh, I'm I'm trying to think what the right name was but basically it meant that uh, a testimonial that the Dutch Reformed Minister confirms that this man is in his church and that he is a good so it was again um, a A to- total exercise of yeah, decimating the Boers through yeah. identity, subtle controls, subjugate. Right. Okay. So, uh, approximately, yeah, certificate. You had to present a certificate that you are a church attending uh, the Cohen Calvin Church. They had to prove that you were attending these yes. churches. Blah blah blah. Yes. Right. So, uh, I was actually so uh, approximately yes. fifty years. The two Boer republics. That's right. Oper- so, uh, okay, and then they've been under attack ever since, and and your people have still yet to gain, yes. gain sovereignty. Okay, but even in modern times, people think, well, okay, well, uh, South Africa was ruled by whites in modern t- in modern times, so you weren't independent then. No. Uh, what's the problem? Okay, uh, so in other words, the Cape Dutch Afrikaners. You know, have had a subtle behind-the-scenes rule ever since 1908, is what you're saying, correct? Well, um, even before that, Pastor, because uh, President Paul Kruger uh, was subject to the whims of the Jews that he entertained as friends and as consultants. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look back, for example, to... Uh, uh, 1881. Remember that in 1880, on the 16th of December, the first Anglo-Boer uh, war had broken out. Okay. And within 10 weeks, the Boers had had overrun the the British, um, in spite of the fact that they had an 11 to 1 right. um, deficit. Uh, uh, deficit. Disadvantage. The Boers yes. had. Ele- yeah, eleven to one disadvantage against the uh, British um, soldiers, and um, within ten weeks, in spite of that, the Boers had beaten the English in virtually every battle there was. Uh-huh. So much so that the British had virtually run back to Durban to get onto the um, the ships that took them back to to England. But yes. at that time, one must remember that. On the very day that the the first Anglo-Boer War had started, uh, the Boers had made a vow with Yahweh. Uh-huh. That vow is that vow was the key to the the Boers' success 
right. over the British. But that was also the reason why the, the Edomite Cape Dutch then went and they, they were absolutely flabbergasted by the fact that the Boers, a handful of Boers, 27,000 Boers had overrun yeah. the military might of the yeah, British the, Empire. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And so, and there were two hundred, there were two hundred and seventy-eight thousand British soldiers, fresh from the wars against uh, Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Of course, they were battle ready. They were equipped with the best uh, right. equipment that was available at the time. In spite, in spite of that, notwithstanding the fact that they were only a small group, the Boers beat the British. Yes, yes. and. Then what the, uh, of course, it can only be attributed to Father Yahweh having given the Boers the victory. Sure. Because of the vow that they had made. Yes. Now, the, the important thing to note on this issue or this item is that after that uh, thrashing of the British Empire by the Boers, President Paul Kruger, uh, deemed himself to be the chosen man of God uh-huh. with, with him being the um, the one that was the reason because he remember he was a um, a lay preacher and as in the Judeo Christian church. Oh boy. He deemed himself to be the chosen man of God that had it not been for him the Boers would not have won. Yes. Oh, Over right. and above that. Okay. In so August he's the savior. Of 1881, <laughs> in, in August of 1881, he, um, he submitted to the Dutch Reformed Church to a convention in Pretoria in August of 1881 for the purpose of allowing religious freedom in the Boer Republic of Transvaal. Okay. And with that being said, with um, President Paul Kruger um, accepting that, of course, the Dutch Reformed Church from the Cape also invited the Indian Congress of Natal, uh, the, the various Indian groupings of the area of Durban, for the purpose of being part of the negotiations and becoming, um, well, the, the Cape Dutch, the Edomite Cape Dutch in, in the Cape New, once religious freedom in the Boer Republics are accepted, they will have the leeway of going for the politics as well. Right. Now, it was only a matter of a few months after August 1881 that President Paul Kruger was the one that had to unveil the cornerstone of the Hindu temple in Pretoria. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Freedom of all religions except the the Boer religion. (laughs) Okay. Exactly. Uh But then it was not just the the first Hindu temple that was just about in the center of Pretoria. In the main street, which which is Church Street in Pretoria, the um, Indians also erected a mosque. Oh boy. Now, with the inauguration of the Hindu temple, uh, President Paul Kruger 
bowed before the elephant god. I think his name is Vishnu, or her name is Vishnu, if I'm not, if I'm right. not mistaken. But he bowed in reverence to the Hindu's god in wow. the inauguration of the Hindu temple. So did he do with the Muslim um, mosque uh-huh. in uh, Church Street, Victoria. And of course, this, the, the Talmudic Jews with their synagogue also demanded in, in Johannesburg, remember they were the ones that came in after the gold and the diamonds um, yeah. to set up their industries and to take control of the South African economy or the Boers Republic's economy at the time. Right. And they demanded a synagogue to be erected in the center of Johannesburg at the time. Uh-huh. And President Paul Kruger, of course, with his Jewish friends, he disowned even some of his own family of their oh. property in order for the Jewish synagogue to be built. Wow. Wow. So, all right. So, so he was Can really, you know, so he was a total traitor to Christianity then in, in the name of universalism. Well, he's past He's the universalist. In fact, I have a lot of evidence of President Paul Kruger's self-righteousness, uh-huh. his stubbornness. Um, he, he absolutely despised the views of the rest of his um, folks. Wow. He uh, made decisions of his own. He appointed people, for example, during that 1881 um convention. He also appointed a Freemason Dutch Reformed Minister from the Cape as the Boer um, <laughs> Department of Education Wow! as the, the head, the Minister of Education. Now this Dutch Reformed Minister Stephanus Johannes de Toy, being a Freemason, he was also the person that developed a teaching system and syllabus for the Boer republics based on Judeo-Christian, Judeo-Christianity. Right. And it was called the Christelijk Nationale, the Christian National Education System. And that education system was, um, right. it was in place and was maintained throughout all the years, and it was uh, replaced under the ANC with, of course, a communistic um, education system. Now, the other thing I wanted to say on this, Pastor, because of this um, um, convention of 1881, August 1881, President Paul Kruger was also under pressure from the Freemasons in the Cape for the establishment of a monument. Now, if there's something that the Edomites are very popular with, that is the establishment or the erection of the erection of uh, uh, I call them these um, obelisks. Right. And President Paul Kruger appointed a free Edomite uh, Dutchman uh, by the name of Zitze Verda, okay. Zitze Verda, to to uh, design <laughs> the um, a Nimrod Palace, which is right. which yeah. was erected 
it looks, it, it looks like you, you can do yourself a favor and go and search for Paardekraal Monument in Krugersdorp, South Africa. Okay. Now that monument was erected. It looks like a um, a bitch dog, you know, a female oh, right. dog. Right. When okay. she when she waters. Oh, okay. Now that monument looks like a a, a, a bitch dog, right. either on heat or watering. Right. That was that is that is straddling the uh, the the altar, the stone altar that the Boers. Ah, uh, okay, I got gotcha. you. At the at the time yeah. of the making of the covenant with. Yeah, to mock to mock the so uh, the Boer monument. It was, uh, okay. A, to mock, yes. To mock Yahweh. Now, the first thing after the signing of the peace treaty of Vereniging on the 31st of May, it, it is called the peace treaty of Vereniging, but it was signed at Melrose House, which was President Paul Kruger's house in Pretoria. Okay. The first thing that Lord Roberts, the commander of the British forces, after the signing of the peace treaty, what did he do? He got onto his carriage and he went to Krugersdorp to the Pardekral monument and he actually kicked the, the stones that the Boers had packed oh, at wow. the time of the making of the covenant. Right. He that away wow. And uh-huh. those stones, those stones, um, actually, it, it was round stones, similar to what Father Yahweh had said to um, the the uh, to Moses to tell Joshua when they m- m- move through the the river um, or the Red Sea that they actually stack a a pile of rocks right to commemorate that particular event. Now that was the basis for the stacking of that altar yeah. at the Pardekral, which was the Pardekral monument. Yeah. Now yeah. the reason why that obelisk. Had to tower above that that um, yeah, that, uh, altar that was packed by the book right. was to show the Freemasons and the uh, this universalistic Baphomet God right. his victory over the Buddhists. Amen, amen. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's mocking and declaring their uh, uh, rulership over you, right, in a very blatant way. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, but amazing. The fact that President Paul, the President Paul Kruger appointed this to be done, right, was it's, an absolute, uh, a, a very significant uh-huh. um, demonstration of his absolute but, rejection of Yahweh's yeah, promise to his people. For sure. Now, uh, P- Paul Kruger was he raised as a Christian? What were his beliefs? I mean, as as a because he's obviously a member of your people, wh- what were his stated beliefs on Scripture up to before he became president? Did he ever make well, any public... Uh, at, the, at the time of the inauguration of the uh, synagogue in... Uh, of course, one must um, very clearly distinguish the synagogue that the uh, Talmudic Jews erect is always in... Um, uh, as a uh, in defiance of Yahweh, of always course. in defiance of the truth. 
always for the purpose of hijacking the people with whom they um, they deem to be as yeah, associating the, with. Yes. Now, when when President Paul Kruger um, when he when he inaugurated this synagogue, the Jews actually said to him that they wanted more son- synagogues to be erected in other parts of the country as well. Right. And they complained that the Dutch Reformed Church and the the Dopperkerk, of which uh, President Paul Kruger was a uh, um, a member or a layman preacher. Okay. They said that it's unfair that the other churches could have grounds in various places around Johannesburg, in Johannesburg, and Pretoria. Okay. So he 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 reminded them um, it is because they only believe in half the Bible and not in the full Bible itself. Okay. So all right. You can. President Paul Kruger was known to be an extreme stubborn person. Right. He, he, he only wanted his mind. Uh, everybody had to jump to his his uh, whims and his yeah commands, desires. whatever. Right. And in the, uh, at at his command, and in that, um, you, you, well, with that being said, with him actually disowning his own people of their property, yeah, that's of amazing. Their, Land of their farms, and even selling—not not necessarily selling, but giving the mining rights of those um, members of his family uh-huh. to the Jews. Right. Had That's so a- many of the Krugers to to actually join the British forces as um, volunteers, huh. and Lord, um, uh, not Lord Roberts. Um, uh, Sir Alfred Molnar, okay, and uh, Lord Kitchener actually actually <laughs> stated on more than one occasion that he was so delighted that he had more than fifty thousand volunteers out of the Cape. Right now, that of course gives you an idea. Now, of that more than fifty thousand, I think they they were one hundred and forty one. People with the same surname as Paul Kruger wow. <laughs> that joined the British forces. Right. More than 140, which means they actually stated, and I read this in one of the um, annals of uh, the history about the Anglo-World War, that they stated that they could not fight on the same side as this man, who was a family member of theirs, right. but whom they could not trust. Right. So... That being said, Pastor President Paul Kruger actually created far more enemies of the Boers uh-huh. than friends. Yes. I have yeah. all the reason to despise President Paul Kruger for his actions, his lack of, uh, his lack of um, uh, acceptable standards, his lack of intelligence, his lack of um, yeah. intelligence. Yeah, loyalty to his own people. Discernment. <laughs> right. Okay, uh, because this so, so much sounds like the story yeah. of Woodrow Wilson, you know, our president who was blackmailed by the Rothschilds using Samuel Untermeyer as the money man to uh, to cause yeah. him to appoint a Jewish Supreme Court justice, uh, 
and yes. to to uh, get us involved in World War One and all kinds of uh, shenanigans. Oh, creation of the Federal Reserve Bank and the income tax amendment. So you could say that Woodrow Wilson stabbed America in the back numerous numerous times. Okay, sounds like Paul Kruger yes, has done the same. Okay, go ahead. Um, well, with the um, Federal Reserve being established in 1913, is it not also very in- interesting that in 1913 the, um, the the centralized Reserve Bank of South Africa was the 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 legal part of it was established in 1913, okay. but it only came to realization in 1921. The establishment of the South African Reserve Bank uh-huh. for the purpose of usury control. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And that's how they control virtually every country. So it's amazing exactly. that somebody like Paul Kruger would allow all this to happen. Was there, because we know that Woodrow Wilson was blackmailed. So what was the case yeah. with Kruger? Was he being blackmailed or was he being paid off? I mean, it's just, it seems like it's an incredible story that the president of a country yeah. could stab his own people in the back so dramatically. Pastor, uh, at the height of the war, when, when the Boers started losing faith uh, in their, their uh, government, in the Paul Kruger government, right. when they started getting uh, disillusioned by... Uh, the fact that the weapons were being held back. Ooh. Um, when when you, you, you would take, for example, something somebody like um, General Piet Jobert, uh, so, sorry, Piet Cronier. General Piet Cronier was put in charge of a particular very important entry point of the British into the Boer Republic of Transvaal. Okay. And a place called Paardeberg. And he had more than 4,000 men that was part of his um, military force uh, or his commando force to that could have overrun the British at that point. Right. But he was a Freemason. Oh, he actually Freemason. He actually surrendered with his 4,000 men without one shot being fired. Wow. Wow. Okay. He was amazing. He was taken. He was taken prisoner along with his more than four thousand men, and right. he ended up in the same cottage that um, um, Napoleon had spent his life in on the Isle of Saint Helena. Okay. The island of St. Helena in the southern um, Atlantic. Right. And okay. he was with his wife. The British even took his wife to go and sit with him and enjoy his life. <laughs> right. Okay. But, All right. Pastor, can you see this, this, this whole thing? If you're a Freemason, you've got it made for you. That's right. Even though oh, yeah. you... you because you're willing to sacrifice your own people in favor of your own comfort, your own safety, your yeah. own. There's no loyalty. There's no national loyalty 
with a Freemason whatsoever. Right. right. Yeah. If I can say it that President Paul Kruger, most of the decisions he made was in fact decisions that he had been suggested with or right. to make by Freemasons. Right. Okay. I have no I have no evidence thus far that he was a Freemason. Uh-huh. But he was a very close friend with the Jews. Right. And sure. with Freemasons. Yeah. Yeah, the Jews have always controlled Freemasonry since the establishment of the Illuminati. Exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, well that's that's no, a real horror the, story. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. The, 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 the Jews say they created Freemasonry as the, um, f- for the Goyim. Right. For the purpose of controlling the Goyim. Because yes. with them controlling the Freemasonry and writing the script for Freemasons, uh, it is of no uh, surprise. It's of no surprise that they fully control Freemasonry. And in, in South Africa, the churches are controlled by Freemasonry. And most yeah. pro- definitely, I'm sure, in South right. in America. Well, because, okay, yeah. Uh, B- B- Billy Graham was a Freemason. Yes, and um, yeah. I I am of the uh, opinion that people like um, uh, what, what's it uh, tele that televangelist's name? Um, oh, uh, from Texas, guy. from Texas. Yeah, uh, I I know who you mean. He looks like the devil. <laughs> Jesse Deplantis, Jesse Deplantis, I believe, is also Freemason. So okay. is uh, uh, Rick. Uh, Rick. Um, uh, Joiner, okay, thirty-third uh, degree Freemason, right, and also yeah. um, the one that I met in person. Yeah, uh, the, what was his name? My yeah. oh my, the Texan. I know who you're trying. I can't think of his name either. Yes, it's been, it's been a while. Copeland. Yeah, right. Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland. KK, right? <laughs> no, it's actually KC. <laughs> yes, Kenneth Copeland. All right. KC. Yeah, so yes. I would I would say that the Jews didn't create Freemasonry, but they they definitely took it over with the establishment of the Illuminati. Okay, because it was uh, it created independently of the Jews, mm. but not not for long. It didn't last long before the Jews took it over. Okay, so uh, all right, so yeah. you know, we see that uh, you've had your share of uh, traitors at the top, <laughs> and we've had our share of traitors at the top. And uh, it, it seems to be an ongoing, repeating story that just about every leader we've had has been a traitor. Yet, uh, and, but if they decide to turn yeah. against the international Jew, then they meet their you know fate with a bullet or some other means of death. Yes, well, okay, like in the French Favot. I mean, he was sponsored. He was spawned by the Edomite Jews. He was sponsored for his. Um, Education, uh, he was sponsored in a very large or to a very large degree um, by the Jews for the positions or to, to get the positions that he had. And of yeah. course, when he became a, um, a pawn, well, he was a pawn in their hands all along, but when he became unusable for their further right. dominance of the South African economy and um, uh, mining houses, uh, right. of course, it was of no um, great decision of theirs to remove him so that the the world's focus 
is on the one that was now assassinated. Right. And they got away with quite a number of other things that I am aware of. Right. Um, yeah. We can perhaps talk about this at a later stage about the Hook report. Okay. The H-O-E-K, like a corner, Hook in Afrikaans, the Hook right. report. Okay. Uh, which, which was significant. Um, w- w- which would have been so revealing of the control that the Edomite Jews, the Talmudic Jews, had over the South African economy. Right. I mean, there's not a business that they did not control and own. And, of course, when um, they orchestrated the 1994 so-called dem- democratic e- elections, they made sure that they brought the blacks in as their business partners, as sure. their... Uh, follow up on the the Freemasonry, etc. Yes, um, it's of no uh, little significance that that was their plan. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you see, all these international financiers like Bill Gates and the Rockefellers and Johann Rupert coming into play here. Uh, and the Oppenheimers. And, yeah, uh, manipulating people like Cyril Ramaphosa, right? Etc. Etc. A Chase Manhattan Bank, <laughs> right, is implicated here. Yes. Uh, so, because uh, we talked about Rupert somewhat last week, but uh, yes. we left off on that. And the next item here is Bill Gates, Gavi, and Microsoft members of ID Twenty Twenty Digital Identity Project, also with Rockefeller Foundation. Uh, are manipulating your politics as well. So uh, Bill Gates has become very, very prominent in South African politics lately. Yeah, Pastor, it's of no uh, little significance that Bill Gates actually visited South Africa at the end of 2019. Wasn't okay. that the time that the initiation was done for the um, so-called... Um, COVID-19. Oh, right. Yeah, there you go. Um, he, yeah. Had me- he had meetings with many people of very important positions, amongst which the Transvaal Agricultural Union's uh, right. ch- chairman. Yes, yeah. And n- now this same man, this uh, chairman of the South African Agricultural Union, um, was also part of the Afri Forum, um, remember the Afri Forum uh, court case that they opened against uh, Julius Malema in 2012 yeah, about, for the purpose uh, of so-calledly getting Julius Malema to come to or to get to order, uh, to get him in line with, because he was singing the song uh, Killer Farmer, Killer Boer. Right. And... That particular event, what they did was they gave Julius Malema a legal um, authorization to sing that song because every time that song is being sung, there is a 20% spike in the occurrence of farm attacks um, and murders of farmers. I can believe that. Pastor, right. they, they do these things. Gave him license. They right. do these things. Well, they, they do it in such a subtle way to make people believe that they're doing it for the, the, the better of the Boers, for right. the sake of the Boers. In the meantime, they're doing exactly what, uh, 
the the opposite. They they giving these people a free hand and right. to get out of jail free, so that nobody can even make a case against them for seeing the right the murder enticing song against the bull. Well, it's it's legal now. It's legal, so I guess they can sing that song "Kill the Farmer, it's Kill legal. the Boar" to to do good to the boars and the, and the farmers, right? <laughs> That's how they spin it, right? So it, it looks like 2019 is a major yeah. cog here. Yeah, go ahead, uh, finish your thought. Yeah, with Bill well, Gates. Well, Pastor, the problem that we have, the problem that we have in South Africa is that the Afrikaans word for farmer is boer. Right. Now, what happens is they remember now that the Edomites have been uh, assimilators and identity hijackers even from before the time of the Messiah. Because even the Messiah called them um, uh, hypocrites. Right. And the hypocrite is somebody purporting to be somebody else. Right. And it was also stated by Paul. Paul said in Romans, I think Romans 8, that not all that are from Israel are Israel. Right. In other words, he also saw that those that were from the the state of yeah the Edom. state of the then Israel, right. actually Judea, right, uh, exactly. was not not all from the house of Judah. Right. Yeah, Edom. And he was referring to Edomites. Of course, that yes. falls in line with. That also falls in line with Revelations 2, 9 and 3, 9, which says, uh, Behold, I give you the from the synagogue of Satan those that call themselves Jews. And, of course, we know that that is not the full truth. Right. Uh, that was um, also changed by the Edomites. Right. Yeah, those who say they are Judah and are not, but do lie. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so uh, yes, this, this, this type of subterfuge... Uh, you know, has been going on since uh, the days of Christ. And the modus operandi has not changed. They pretend no, to be even, us. Yeah. Even before, Pastor, because the, the, the war that, uh, that was waged against the Maccabees was for the purpose of replacing the Maccabees. If you can remember, right. that was for the purpose of um, the identity theft of the house of Jacob. Right. Absolutely. Why these Edomites? Yeah, certainly in part, although the, the Maccabean War was precipitated by the Greeks, but nevertheless, the, the Edomites uh, assisted the Greeks in attacking the the Israelites and Judahites, you know, otherwise known as the Maccabees. Okay. All right, so here, yes. so uh, a couple more yeah. items from 2019. In September 2019, Bangladesh... Uh, to administer digital identity with vaccines, working with Gavi of Bill Gates and 15 Bill and Melinda Gates mm. Foundation with World Economic Forum run pandemic simulation called Event 201 held in October 2019 in New York to simulate a coronavirus pandemic attended by George Fu Guo of China, CDC, and Johnson & Johnson yeah. and other, of course, Jewish executives of vaccine corporations, right? So obviously he came to South yeah. Africa in order to explain to to the underlings there, you know, hey, we're going to have yeah. a pandemic and we want you all aboard. This is what's getting ready to happen and don't uh, don't rock the boat. 
This is all, you know, we're orchestrating this whole thing. That's obviously why Bill Gates went to South Africa. Absolutely, Pastor. That's why also, most probably um, at the time when he also dished out um, a few hundred thousand million, uh, or so, sorry, a few hundred million yeah. uh, dollars to Soro uh, Ramaphosa. That was the money that was stashed away in Alice's Fala Fala farm. Okay. Under his mattress, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, so uh, you can see yeah. that the internationalists have been running the show in South Africa, certainly, you know, since the Mandela years, but even before, not, since the Mandela years, it's been pretty blatant. It's been out in the open. But before then, it was using yes. manipulating various leaders, heads of state in South Africa. Now there's no uh, there's no attempt to even hide the manipulation of your government through the ANC. It's pretty obviously anti-white through and through. Yeah, well, it's it's quite amazing how um, by virtue of the. By virtue of the succession of the Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaners, how the, um, the Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaners had managed to maintain their particular um, uh, line of of power. Right. Yeah. So we have the same thing happening in South Africa as happened here in America. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation attend the launch of the Global Virome Project, launched at Rockefeller's Bellagio Center in Italy with George Fugao of China, CDC, and Peter Dazak of, of the Wuhan Lab. Peter Dazak serves on the leadership team of Global Virome Project. Hello. Yeah, no, we hear you. We hear you. To capture all viruses found in nature, including bat coronavirus, studied at Wuhan Lab. So, okay, we did lose them. Okay, uh, COVID nineteen outbreak. So we can see the same operation took place in South Africa, and we're finding in China as well. Wherever the so-called flu outbreak occurred, there was political machinations ahead of time. To get uh, to get the politicians in line before the fact, right? So there's absolutely no doubt from this testimony here that uh, coronavirus was orchestrated well beforehand. Okay, did you get part of that, uh, Pastor? I believe Hello, Pastor. Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, Hello. yeah, we hear you. We hear you. Okay. So uh, I was just saying that uh, this whole. Coronavirus outbreak was orchestrated ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, okay, there must be something at your end. You're not hearing me. You might need to connect your speakers or something. Because uh, we, we can hear you. Uh, I'll just have to send him a message so we can hear him. Hello. Yeah, hold on. Okay. Yeah, we can hear you. So you must have, when, when you lost contact, your speakers must have gone out. So let me try to call him. We only have about eight minutes left. I'll try to call him back. So let me just continue reading the, this section until we get him back. So, so the, <laughs> okay. Hello, hello. 
Okay, I think we've got you back. All right. Can yes, you hear me? I can hear you, Foster. Okay, very good. So I was just saying that it's very obvious that Bill Gates went to South Africa to inform your so-called government of the upcoming uh, plan for an outbreak, right? <laughs> Obviously, well, this orchestrated uh, I, well beforehand. Back to you. Well, Pastor, I would rather than saying our government, I would rather say their appointed usable right. idiots. Right, useful uh, idiots, be- right. Because, <laughs> because um, they were already bought and appointed way before the oh, yeah. actual um, event for which they were established and for which they had been appointed previously as um, the top seat, um, the top seated. Yeah. Executives of the uh, Edomite agenda. Right. So it's obvious that Bill Gates had to go to South Africa to personally inform Cyril Ramaphosa and any other you know big shot leaders down there to that uh, the COVID nineteen is getting ready to be implemented. Okay, and that's why that's yeah. why he went down there. No doubt about it. Okay. So uh, well, I have well, uh, go ahead. A very interesting thing to mention on this particular point, Pastor, is that with that uh, COVID-19 so-called basically made a hype by the mass media, uh, the Oppenheimers, of course, that is the the Jews that have been running the um, uh, Rothschilds, uh, offices in, in South Africa, the Oppenheimers, and of course, Johan Rupert, they actually donated one billion each, one billion rands. Wow. Um, for this, for the purpose of helping those that had been struck the most or had been influenced the most by the COVID pandemic. Right. Or rather, pandemic. But it was not for whites; it was for blacks only. This uh-huh. was specified to be to be for the benefit of blacks only. Sure, sure. Now, uh, yeah, Pastor, uh, a blatant racialistic um, everything that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I should elaborate on this, but but okay. y- you can imagine. Um, the be careful what you John say. John <laughs> Rupert is, is yeah. John Rupert is most probably the most powerful um, Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaner in South Africa today. The others okay. um, that have become so-called super Afrikaners at the expense of the Boers. They have houses in Nevada and in Spain and in. Various places across the yeah, globe. They're world citizens. They don't live in South Africa anymore. Yeah, yeah. They have, yeah. They, they have uh, usable idiots to run their businesses in South Africa and reap them billions right. yearly. Sure. From the pockets of yeah. the, the uh, Pastor, it's, well, to, to put it like this, Johan the Rupert is most probably the chairman of the, what we call the Stellenbosch Mafia. Right. Okay. All right. Very good. Okay. So uh, let's see if we can get these last three in here. 
Cyril Ramaphosa serves on the board of Smart Africa, responsible for digital identity rollout. Bill Gates involved in three digital identity projects, because we all know this is about the surveillance state. They're creating a surveillance state for us, and that's what the mRNA vaccine is all about, is to inject us with uh, antenna by which they can read our <laughs> our DNA, our credit card information, bank account information. It's all programmed right into us with their uh, digital uh, their their digital nano vaccine, right? Nineteen. When I stopped the vaccine rollout in yeah. South Africa. Uh, Cyril Ramaphosa decided to instruct ICASA to write into draft Nuremberg plan that our biometric data must be linked to our SIM cards to get our digital identity. Okay, the SIM card is uh, the, your tele, uh, your cell phone, uh, your ID. Well, the, the ICASA is the, um, the governing body of the Communications Association of South Africa. Right. It's called ICASA. Yeah. Now, that is also the body that controls all telecommunication, all the uh, cell phone networks, etc. Right. But, um, yes. But, but it is also amazing uh, to note that none of these top brass have gone for the injections. Oh, I, I For bet. the jab. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. And one more. Bank Serve Africa working with Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and South African Reserve Bank on Project COCA2. The Digital Rand and Africa Nenda mm. is partner of Smart Africa funded by Bill Gates and the Rockefeller. So, in other words, the mRNA program is fully implemented in South Africa as well as the rest of the world. But I would say... Only the white Anglo-Saxon world has is where these yes. programs are being implemented. Back to you. Pastor, what is quite surpri- surprising is um, how many churches have actually made available their premises <laughs> for the, um, for the uh, running of uh, vaccine clinics. Uh-huh, and it geez. is quite amazing that... that very few blacks, by comparison, have had their vaccines. Sure. Um, it is mostly the whites that believe that they could, by being vaxxed, they will be saved. Right. And those very, those very ones that believe that they would be saved from, uh, uh, from, from catching the COVID. Right. Have um, so many of them have had COVID or. Uh, um, had fallen yeah. victim to COVID over the past three years. Yes, yes. So uh, it's very clear that uh, we're being mocked by the internationalists and their henchmen. Yeah, as you say, they're yes. usable idiots, but uh, they're cunning in their own way. They know they're doing wrong. They know they're uh, playing for the, the big boys, you know, in the mafia, the global mafia. So, okay, that's our show for today. It's a really sad situation when all of these super rich people can buy off politicians in every single country to destroy the white race. But that's what's happening, folks. All right, Pastor, thanks for being on the show again today, and uh, we'll see you again next week, okay? All right, folks. Thanks. Thanks very much. All right. Thanks for listening. Praise Praise Yahweh. Yes, and pass the ammunition. Take care, everybody. 
Bye-bye. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.